Hello and welcome to episode 158 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. Howdy do. We are doing part two by popular demand of uh, March 21st, 1975, the Dario Romero uh, remastered soundboard recording. Somebody had asked me on YouTube if this is better than Graham's remaster. Um, I prefer it. I mean, we're, we're, it's a subjective question at this level because you already had a, a, a fantastic soundboard to work with. So this is, uh, just a little bit of polish and shine applied and uh, some audience patching, etc. I prefer it. Graham's is great, but to my ears... I, I like Dario's brother. That's all. Uh, it is still available on the Mega Drive at heartofmarkness.com. If you haven't grabbed it, you're welcome to grab it. It's a great, great show. One of the best of 1975. Preposterously good soundboard recording. Very, 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 very good audience recording. And uh, various remasters and matrices uh, are out there. So... If you don't want this, you can find it elsewhere. But I think you want this, don't you? Spring has sprung here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Today's the first official, like, warm t-shirt day. And I gotta get my I gotta get my fan situation dealt with. I gotta up my fan game because uh, those of you who listen know that this wonderful, beautiful, hardwood, open floor plan upstairs room of this house becomes a death oven in the summer because it's an old house and you know how old houses are so i gotta i gotta up my ventilation game um i've got one two three four windows on two walls and i'm just gonna have two windows sucking in and two windows blowing out keep that air moving and uh, I will, at some point soon, get an air conditioner, too. Thing is, the space is so large up here that even a 10,000 BTU cannot keep up with the bad 90 degree plus days and don't have a chance against those fucking freakish 117 degree days that we got last year. That sucked. And maybe where you live, you get them, but it's not normal for Oregon. Oregon's supposed to be nice and chill all summer, except for August when it gets hot. That's not the case anymore. Three minutes. Is that all it is? Is that all there is? Well, you know what? Rather than bullshit you, let's get to some music. I'm not playing Dazed and Confused because that's 45 minutes in and of itself. You can find the recording and do it yourself. Plus, I did it as a patron episode uh, a few months back. So, sorry. What I am going to do is I am going to play you. You know what? Let's get In My Time of Dying done. Beautiful recording, as we know. Beautiful performance. And, yeah, what else you want to do? Physical Graffiti was out at this point, so the people knew the songs that they were hearing. At the very beginning of the U.S. tour, 
people were hearing these songs for the very, very, very first time ever. Now everybody has the album and is grooving to it and now gets happy when the songs start instead of going, huh? So In My Time of Dying, March 21st, 1975, Seattle, Washington. Brilliant. Enjoy it, friendos. Again, this is Dario Romero's remaster of the soundboard that came out a few years ago as Deus Ex Machina. All right, pals, enjoy. If we got any left.
That was taken from that. Uh, that was. Uh, we were inspired, should we say, from something that came from an old work song, long, long time ago, before they started putting music down on pieces of paper in the south of the North American states. Stolen. You mean you stole that song until you were sued and had to give proper credit? That's okay. We all know you did it. Usually lyrical content, Robert. <laughs> it's usually you, buddy. Jimmy gets the rap for it, but um, well, Jimmy came up in the studio system. That's where he learned his eight million different styles of playing. That's where he learned to produce. That's where he learned to engineer. That's where he learned mic placement. That's where he learned to be Jimmy Page and how to channel all that creativity into masterpieces. He also learned that it's a cutthroat business 
which is why Peter Grant's his manager, because Peter Grant's a cutthroat guy. You're going to get your goddamn money because even though the promoters are going to try and fuck you out of it, Peter Grant is going to fuck you into it with violence. (laughs) Bad phrasing. But, uh, and Jimmy, you know, learned a lot. He learned the business aspect of it too. So he knew what to ask for, for royalties. He knew what to ask for, for percentages. And he knew that if he claimed songwriting credit on everything, even the old blues covers, that until and unless somebody legally stopped him, he would make money from that. So... I don't think it was a matter of him going, look, I wrote everything. I'm a genius. Although maybe he did that with these to have used. But um, I think it was more uh, more of a, of a 1980s business attitude in the 1960s. Because, you know, listen to the Kinks' Lola and the Power Man album, or Lola versus Power Man. And learn how the studio system was. These guys did not make money until they fought for it. Until the Beatles fought for it. Until the Stones fought for it. And that was in the late 60s. The Beatles were already just about over by the time they actually wrestled things around and got fair deals. The Stones? uh, The 60s were almost over when they they were leaving. um, And they got Alan Klein, who fucked them, but still got them more money than they had before. And uh, Jimmy saw all that. And the everyday dealings and saw the numbers from the inside because he was working for the machine uh, and took that with him. So it, it's it's a blemish on their record, but it's not the giant ooh who gotcha that people get. Yeah, it was up when they stole all their songs. They suck. They, they, they stole all their songs. They stole Good Times, Bad Times. They stole Cashmere. They stole Achilles' Last Stand. They still trampled underfoot. Yes, because it was Terraplane Blues by Robert Johnson. Right. Go listen to Terraplane Blues and tell me how much it reminds you of Trampled Underfoot. Aside from the lyrical content, which is Robert's purview. All right. Here endeth the lesson, <clears throat> at least as I understand it. Whatever. Whatever. That was very good. And... I think the soundboard recording with the judicious remastering made it even better. I'm not a huge fan of In My Time of Dying Live, as you know, but it's grown on me. It's usually fairly unremarkable. Um, This was very good. It was very, very tight. And um, I both loved and hated the fact that they left Robert hanging with that, Oh my Jesus, oh my Jesus, and they just didn't come back in and kept him saying it. That's pretty funny. I mean, it also explains why Robert wanted to be a solo artist at the end, because he was, in many ways, he was the low man on the totem pole. And you can't say that. That's a hateful... It's a figure of speech. Um, In Zeppelin, he was the bottom of the... He was the bottom man. Um, Even though he was Robert Plant, he was still... I mean, the rest of the band would fuck with him because he wasn't a musician. His lyrics are great and everything, but it's funny that they would that they would fuck with him like that. Lead singer of the biggest band in the world. <laughs> and they're just fucking with him on stage in front of everybody. <clears throat> I mean, it was subtle. They didn't let it go on and ruin the song. But, you know, we all, hopefully, most of us heard 
what was going on and we're ready for that drop to come back in and we're like ahem ahem and it wasn't because like jimmy was so wasted man he didn't even know what to come back in no jimmy was on top of his game at this show this is a top shelf 75 show and they were just fucking with robert and letting him hang out there because guys are dicks sometimes especially to their friends I've done horrible things to my friends in the names of humor. When I was much younger, not as young as I should be, should have been, but I'd say it's, oh God, <clears throat> I'd hope to have all that idiocy at least 20 years behind me from just being a prick for the sake of humor. <sighs> Let's move into the rain song. Why the rain song, even though it's just the same for every Zeppelin concert, really? I don't know this particular night, this particular performance, I can't even point out why. This one, this one touches me. Aside from the fact that it's a beautiful song. I mean, unbelievably beautiful. And Robert's lyrics, mm, very good. Aside from this is the mystery of the quotient. But that's just personal preference. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergies. I'm on the uh, the Zyrtec and Allegra plan for the next little bit this time of year in Oregon. In Portland especially. One of the worst places on earth to be allergen-wise. Uh, one of the reasons is, aside from the fact that we're filled, the city is full of trees, um, which is wonderful. It's full of trees from all over the world. Like they made a concerted effort to represent the entire world in tree form, which means... I'm getting like Mongolian pollen and Saudi Arabian pollen, maybe not, and, and Indian subcontinent pollen and Australian pollen, and it's all going in, <clears throat> and it's all trying its darndest to kill me. But I found that Zyrtec, Zyrtec all year long, <laughs> people are like, you were, you were going to play the rain song, sir, Led Zeppelin, sir, now we're hearing about your, 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 your histamines. Uh, yeah, Zyrtec all day, all year long. Then uh, in the spring and in the autumn when everything decays, um, some Allegra. And then every once in a while, uh, a hit on an asthma inhaler now and again. All right. Well, that took up some time. Sorry. Rain song. Promised it to you. Gonna deliver. Here you go. Whoop, whoop.
Beautiful song. What a band. What a tapestry. So many. The way that David Bowie had different <coughs> identities and sounds. Sounds, you know, style soundscapes with his characters, the Thin White Duke, Ziggy Stardust, uh, some of the other ones. Um, not that every album, but every phase of his career had a different sound and a different vibe. Zeppelin were the same. The funkiness of physical graffiti with the with the Stevie Wonder clavinet doesn't have a place on Zeppelin 1 or even Zeppelin 4. They just kept evolving and kept changing and in through the outdoor, even. I like that album. It's another manifestation. It's just another uh, another incarnation of Zeppelin, like like the Hindus have, like uh, their gods have different forms and different aspects for different situations. Uh, Zeppelin, the same thing. So comparing 77 Zeppelin to 71 Zeppelin is literally apples to oranges, even though it's the same people playing the same songs in some cases. All right. Well, we've gotten through the rain song. There's one more I want to play for you, and it's a doozy. It's not Daisy and Confusy, though. Um, what I want to do is now the, the spiel to get through it so that we can then plow ahead. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter under the name Heart of Markness. Facebook group on Twitter. On the Facebook group on Twitter. The Facebook group, Heart of Markness. Great, 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 great bunch of human beings. Very good people, very kind people, very knowledgeable people. Great place to hang out and talk Zeppelin or just talk classic rock. I avail you to make use of it. Twitter is Twitter and YouTube is YouTube. Um, lots of folks listen on YouTube, so I make sure to do that and update that um, as soon as I do the podcast and release it to everywhere else that podcasts are found. If you like what I do and you like how I do... Oh, wait. Ha! Heartofmarkness.com is my website. And it is 95% me just posting the week's um, show and podcast. That is where you can go to download the concerts. That's where you can get this entire Dario Romero remaster for free. Because Dario released it and shared it for free. And now I share it for free with you. Because that's how this whole thing works. Because why on earth would someone want to make money off of a bootleg recording? I mean, I get why you'd want to do it, but... Dude, share the music. It's so, so important and so, so good. I mean, I, I, have, a, I have a wide spectrum of listeners. I've got super duper, super duper, super duper mega collectors who know every show and recognize every show a hundred times more than I. I have, and I all the way dialing back to people who just right now have discovered that bootlegs exist and live recordings exist and that there's this whole universe of music that they never even knew about. So I kind of have to try and cover a broad spectrum. I don't want to get too granular with parsing the recordings and stuff because it'll alienate a bunch of the audience. And like I said, I am not... I don't know. I can't recognize every song. I can't recognize every show by ear. 
Um, I can recognize years, usually. Tours, probably. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm probably in the 90th percentile. And then there's people above me who just know everything even more. And that would be uh, the, 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 the executive level of the Dogs of Doom uh, Discord. Which is great. All praises unto them. Dogs of Doom. Yeah, don't forget about them. They're awesome. Um, a couple things came out. Uh, a tape of, a partial tape of April 1st, 1977. Uh, TLDR. Ugh. Jimmy. Ugh. And another, uh, shit. I think another Chicago night. Another source. Very hissy. Nothing to write home about. Literally just another source. So I'm not featuring them, but you can hunt them down if you want. Ah, uh, but if you like what I do and you like how I do it, you are welcome to take a look at patreon.com slash heart of Markness or hit the Patreon button on heart of when you are downloading that sweet, sweet music. If there's something there you like, you can get uh, you get access to my cloud drive with all my shows on it. You don't have to scroll through and try and find things. You can find stuff I haven't used yet. Find stuff I may never use can also uh, at a certain level get your very own podcast every month and you can look at patreon and see the subjects that i cover see if it's of interest and if you can and if you want to always is going to be a free podcast so uh, don't feel any pressure and if you don't want to contribute or you can't contribute materially no worries um if you wouldn't mind maybe sharing this on social media you know, retweet it or share it on Facebook or YouTube or tell some friends, etc. That works too. Here is the list of the current Titans upon whose shoulders rests this mighty podcast. A laurel and a hearty handshake go out to Jeff from Canada, Glynn, Stephen, George, Big Ed, Kenny. Hey man, I didn't reply to you on Facebook again. I'm so sorry. I'm doing great. Thanks, brother. I'll pop you a, um, a reply tonight. Again, I apologize. It's me being an asshole. It's not that I don't think you're awesome. John from West Footscray. Picard. Knegern. Chris. Rob from Melbourne, Australia. Wayne. Brad. Danielle. Tracy. Danielle, you're working with Stephanie now, I hear. That's great. Tracy, I will respond to your texts. No, I have not seen the Batman movie, but I will at some point. David. Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Thank you, friends. Thank you, friends. You make this happen. You pay for all the hosting. You pay for this microphone that I'm talking to you. At some point, you're going to help pay for a new computer. Because this one, it's, nothing's wrong with it. It's just, it's like, it's like 12 years old at this point. At least 10 years old. Is that true? Jesus, I got to get a new computer. All right, uh, back to the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You are the best. Yada, 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 for real. It means a lot to me. It means the world to me. All right, back to the show. We are going to now listen to No Quarter. And this is a, at least what I got out of it, was this is Jonesy Shining this whole way through. Plays a little bit of Georgia, or alludes to Georgia, the Ray Charles tune, and something else that I that I 
almost recognize but can't quite place. But very, very good. And it's Led Zeppelin. On one of their best nights of this tour. And you should enjoy it. So please do. No quarter. Here we go.
John Paul Jones, Grand Piano. And there you have it.
Jonesy, right? Oh my god. What I also like about this, and 75 no quarters in particular, is that Bonzo, his drum sound is much more like 73. It's much softer and not as quite as metallic and bombastic and, and canon-like like it is in 77. So that subtle stuff that he does with the hi-hat and all that with Jonesy, it's just, it fits more. You know, it's kind of like, uh, in, at times, Bonzo's drumming in the 1977 No Quarters kind of sounds like if you were going to play the Rain song with a distortion pedal. it's You could play it perfectly, but the tone is going to detract. My opinion only, but that's my observation. All right, we are going to leave this show behind, and uh, I don't know what we're going to do next time. Let me know. Give me some suggestions. I am probably going to lean towards 72 or earlier, maybe a 69 show. That's always good. So we'll see. We shall see, right? Um, I may be back this weekend with a classic rock episode. I don't know. Usually I do. So you'll probably get something. Last week was David Bowie. Nice 2004 concert. Very, very good. All right. We're uh, an hour and something into this. I'm going to eat some dinner. All right, my friends. Thank you very much for listening. Please, please, please. Shit's falling apart on all levels. Please be good to yourselves and each other. Slavi Ukraini.